Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, how real estate managers are addressing COVID-19. Our topic today is single family homes. I'm here with Deb Newell, CEO and broker at Real Time Leasing, and Sydney Ingelson, CPM and second vice president at Northern Trust. Deb, I'll start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about the single family home market right now? Sure. Um, I think depending on the region, um, you know, the market um, is actually real, still very strong. Um, I know region by region it can be a little bit different. Um, there's been a lot of surveys by a lot of different organizations going out just to kind of get a pulse on where everybody's at. And, you know, this is still a really good time to be in the single family industry. People still need a place to live. Um, for the most part, people still are paying their rent. And um, I think if everyone had their policies and procedures and processes in place, uh, this is still a very good time and it's still on the rise in some of the markets. And Sydney, are you seeing the same thing in the single family home market in your region? Yeah, so I actually um, would also mimic what Deb has said. Um, I specifically am out of the West region area, and the markets are still holding strong. You know, amidst even COVID going on right now, um, you know, tenants are still, for the most part, paying their rent in the single-family sector. And uh, in terms of sales and purchases, um, those numbers are still staying strong uh, with any type of, uh, you know, transaction on the single-family resident side. And Sydney, what impacts have you seen COVID-19 have in the single-family home market? Yeah, you know, um, I would say there's definitely been a large impact on the commercial side uh, for real estate. However, with the residential, um, there have been a couple tenants that will ask for some rent relief or uh, will ask for a delay in rent payment, um, of which, you know, is dependent on a case-by-case basis and what, you know, material information they have. But luckily, um, cities have, you know, laws in place that basically structure how a landlord can respond to that. So, um, you know, we heavily rely on those ordinances and laws and, um, you know, just deal with it on a case-by-case basis. But uh, luckily, we have not been heavily impacted. And Deb, are you seeing something similar? Yes, I do. Um, I do agree with what she has said. And, you know, it's interesting because each, we're, we're very fortunate that I think um, we had the, some of these acts in place that were, um, that were done, the CARES Act and, and then um, some executive orders by individual governors of states. That has, um, I think, the, that, that response has actually been very positive and even some governors like we're in the Midwest and some governors went so far to you know in addition to the executive order tell the you know tell the tenants out there hey you know rent is still due and you know if you can pay rent and if not please work with your landlord or property management company and I think that message has been well received because we have found that we didn't really, we weren't that heavily impacted. In fact, I think we had more people pay rent because of the unknown that could be happening. Um, so it was almost out of fear that I think people paid because they realized they still need a place to live. So it's really all about the narrative and the delivery of the narrative and how uh, people then will then are being affected by, you know, by COVID and, and anything else going on. 
Um, but I think if the communication is clear and it's open, um, landlords, property management companies are all working really hard to um, have rent paid, to have you know their clients' um, proceeds received. Um, but I do agree, the commercial and even multifamily industry, you know, apartment complexes in some areas do did take a little bit of a harder hit than maybe the single family residential area. Deb, what do you find that you're doing differently at your properties due to the virus? I think I proactively started to do, you know, we were very fortunate. We have all of our processes in place. We've been doing this for 20 years. We um, we had emergency plans in place, but um, we didn't have something for a pandemic. So all we really had to do was look at our um, emergency plan that we had and kind of tweak it a little bit, um, be a little bit pro proactive on our messaging. Um, and then we already offered uh, payment plan options as just part of our policy. But we did change it a little bit um, to make it a little bit more um, accessible in the sense that we wanted to make sure that tenants had this available to them should they need it. Um, and we really only had, I mean, we probably had less than 5% even take part of having a payment plan. And even by the end of the first month, they um, all but like, like two had fulfilled it. So we really wanted to work with the tenants and making sure that this was something that they could um, manage into what was going on with their everyday life. Sydney, have you found that you're doing anything differently operationally due to the virus? Yeah, so, um, you know, it, this virus has caused so many industries, that I would say probably all, to go to a remote working system. Um, so a lot of the communication is now on a virtual level. Um, so I, I, I found that we are communicating more with tenants and clients at this point just to basically give them reassurance that we're still here, we're still doing, you know, our, our single-family home management and are still fully accessible. Um, you know, the gears aren't, haven't stopped turning. So, um, and outside of that, too, just how if we're conducting inspections, um, you know, the new social distancing protocols that have to go into place, um, you know, now that restrictions are kind of easing up, uh, we're also very beneficial to be in an industry where, you know, construction hasn't stopped. So, um, you know, the counties are closed for, in, you know, mes messenger recording. However, you can still, there's still ways to go around things. So you can use a title company to do um, an e-recording. So just things like that. There's, we've learned to work around um, the challenges that we face. So I think that we've actually become essentially more, productive to a certain extent. Um, so it's been really interesting. So what would be some best practices in single family home management that you would recommend right now? Yeah, you know, I, I would I would strongly encourage the communication, um, you know, always reaching out to, again, clients and tenants, letting them know, them know that you're there. Um, you know, I, I have a list of the assets I manage and I you know, kind of on a daily basis, go down the list to see where, if there's any type of status update on that particular asset, um, and just to basically keep the ball rolling to that extent. Um, and also just making sure that you're checking in with wherever that asset is located, you know, the city's updates. Um, you know, we've had recent things like curfews go in, 
Um, you know, so there, there's always things that are evolving. Uh, the situations are very fluid out there right now. So just always staying, you know, proactive, I would say, with your management. And Deb, any best practices that you would recommend at this time? You know, it's, um, I think what we've done really is just increase our communication. Um, just kind of going along with what Cindy said. She, I, you know, it's interesting. We, we, um, I think by having our policies and procedures in place, we haven't had to change a lot other than, you know, we're working remotely um, and, you know, making sure our team was set up for that, um, which was really an easy transition, making sure that we have, um, you know, these, um, these champions within our office to ensure that people are taken care of on the IT side, on the mentor side, to make sure everybody's, you know, um, helping one another and kind of coming together because um, we still want to make sure that we're a cohesive group. I think some of the best practices are just, um, again, going back to the communication, but also I think what we're going to do is adopt more of that um, since it has, has worked so well. We've done Zoom calls with our owners. Um, we've actually done a, a, a basically a Zoom webinar for all of our owners to log into. We're going to do that quarterly. So some of those things we're going to continue to do. I think they love the transparency, and that's probably been, that's always been something that we strive to do, but I think to continue to have more transparency in how we're managing their assets is really important. And it puts them at ease, and it actually makes our job a little bit easier because we don't feel like then they're having to micromanage us and we're being reactive instead of, you know, that we would rather be a proactive group. Absolutely. And obviously the world has changed quite a bit in the last few months. Do you have any other advice for real estate managers in general at this time? Um, you know, I, I think it's, this is kind of not necessarily in the real estate handbook, I would say, but I think having, and I think we're all adopting this, is a little bit of empathy towards the situation. We all, we're all going through it, and, and some of us in different ways than others, but it's, um, you know, emotions are heightened. We realize that both on the tenant side and the owner side, um, and and we're having to manage, you know, both parties. It makes it, a, it does make it very tough. Um, so that uh, that mental break is kind of needed. You know, the team needs to kind of break away for a little bit, kind of regroup, um, work with uh, their their portfolio um, the best way that the best way that they can. Um, you know, I, I think that participating in these, um, there's a lot of organizations doing Zoom calls within our, our um, industry, um, more knowledge, trying to kind of just understand that, you know, we're not the only ones going through this. There's others like us. And kind of being part of this community has really helped and reaching out to others. Um, it, it kind of is a resurgence of this is where my, you know this is where our passion is. This is why we got into it. This is why we love it so much, um, and finding that again. So again, it's not you know that's not what they teach you in real estate school, but I think it's important because I, I, I think that mental health break is really important for people in our industry. Yeah, you know I think Deb really hit the nail on the head there with the empathetic approach um, because we have to also remain social at this time and staying connected. Um, another tidbit of advice I would give is remaining flexible. Um, clearly, the world is changing with how we operate, um, primarily in the single-family home management sector as well. 
So, um, you know, stay flexible, um, continue to do what you're doing, remain positive, um, and just keep doing your best. Thank you so much, Sydney and Deb, for giving us some insight into the single-family home world right now. Please continue to visit iRoam.org, where you'll find our page dedicated to providing updates and resources to support real estate managers in making informed decisions during this time. That's irem.org.